Oh, what are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls. Lorecast. Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with Lotus of Doom as usual. And Lotus, we are diving back into Daedric Creatures again this week. I'm super excited because these are always so fun. How's it going, buddy? Uh, things are things are well. I'm excited to tackle a couple of these. We're getting into some kind of goofy ones, a couple weird ones. We're not into too much of the weird stuff, I guess, but uh <laughs> well, we'll see where this goes. We've got like yeah. crows and titans and dark seducers and a very specific Daedra count that only oh, shows up in dark se- Yeah, the, fire. <laughs> yeah the, the the dark seducers and uh, Daedra counts ought to be an interesting way to close this episode out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're we're going through these alphabetically, which means that Daedric Titan shows up under D which they're all daedric somethings so it's a little yeah. funny so it's titan so we're just gonna we're just gonna roll with it otherwise we might miss it and go back because there's a lot and i don't want to just have to keep a list and check them all off i'm just going down the list alphabetically because it's just easier and i'm lazy about that so that's fair so we're just roll with it i'm sure you guys will all be entertained by that as well anyway because these are all fun and doesn't really matter what order they come in so let's dig into it how do you feel about crow daedra <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> they're pretty funny. Um, you encounter them a lot in ESO, which we'll get into with the uh, the, the crow court. Um, but just as a as a note to these crows who are essentially sentient and speak um, and saucy, they've got and they're attitude. Very, they're, they're certainly saucy. Um, I really enjoy. It is such a like extra thing. Yeah, to anybody who plays the Elder Scrolls Online, you can have these uh, personal merchants or bankers, and uh, they have all sorts of different ones. It started a while back, but you know they have all different flavors of it, so that you'll you know look into the different options for cosmetics in the crown store and stuff like that. Well, there are crow versions, and they're from the crow court, um, and they fly in and they literally land on your arm, and it is really amusing way to deal with the banker. And I, I personally just found those to be some of their better work because they are pretty entertaining. The the crow court themselves, right, right. Rob asked a good question. Do we know if normal crows exist or if they're all Daedra? Well, the assumption is that they must exist because this is one of the Daedric types that. Mimics normal animals, um, right? Well, also, like if you're in Rivenspire or anything like that, 
none of those crows picking at the corpses seem to have much to say. They just kind of squawk and fly off. So I'm or, assuming those are regular crows. Yeah, or glowy purple eyes. Uh, yeah, I think that's or, another one I mean, of the signs. Hey, maybe they just maybe they're just more antisocial than the Daedric crows and we didn't realize. Right, right. So here, let's dig into it a little bit. We're opening up the UESP as we normally do because it's a wonderful source for all sorts of different stuff and friends of the shows that we do. So yeah, awesome source. So a crow daedra are one of the major uh, many daedric species that mimic those found in Nern. They are associated with the daedric prince nocturnal. They differ from real crows in that they can talk and have unnatural glowing purple eyes. They have their own feudal courts, the most notable of which are the Black Feather Court and their rivals, the Exarchs of Dross. <laughs> they, they have these feuds, which is great. Um, they do not consider themselves Daedra and instead think themselves to be real crows. So here's a quote from Knave of Rooks. So they have these wonderful names like Knave of oh, yeah. Rooks. And, and they, they sound they feel like these like medieval characters that would show up in some sort of Shakespearean play or something and be kind of a foil for the for one of the characters or, you know, a comedic relief or something. Um, but this quote from Nave of Rook says, Daedra, do we look like Daedra to you? Daedra look like crocodile men and fat faced ogres and plate necked turkeys. Even every bird knows that. <laughs> so that's uh, that's kind of the attitude that you get with these guys. What do you think about that? <laughs> any other thoughts on these specifically? I mean, the crow court themselves, I, it's definitely one of the more goofy aspects of the series, but they're, I don't know. I found them to be pretty funny. So, you know, I, even with the goofiness aspect, um, I, I, I like them. They make pretty consistent appearances throughout Elder Scrolls Online, uh, especially when you're dealing with like Nocturnal or something like that. They're usually floating around, um, but yeah. much less intimidating than their crow related i don't know sibling that we'll get into in a second which is a little more actually intimidating yes yes okay so to wrap up the normal crows not the ones that are even more intimidating they're still a little intimidating uh they enjoy eating fleshy bits of mortal bodies such as eyes they and delicious they, and like actual crows they have a tendency to collect shiny objects and um, they crow daedra can procreate and lay eggs in order to hatch more of their kinds. So they actually have kind of a similar life sort of setup to normal animals, which is a little bit weird for daedra. So yeah, that part's a little odd. Uh, but they sometimes actually do get distracted by shiny objects, which plays into some of the storyline stuff that you go through with them, which is Indeed. pretty awesome. So, all right. So let's talk about the uh, the Wraith of Crows. How do you feel about the Wraith of Crows? I'm yeah, put the so picture this up on the is, I think, a bad, this is a better, like, when, you, when you're considering something like um, Daedric, Demonic, this kind of fits the crow aesthetic of not being quite so goofy and, like, an actual, like, threat in-game and stuff like that. It's a pretty good enemy. It's got a very Halloween vibe, which, ironically, is one of the bosses for the... <laughs> For the Halloween event yeah. in game uh, for the witches festival, so yeah, they look kind of like these uh, bony humanoids with these crow faces. Now, what's crazy yeah. about this is that the crow daedra can combine and create creatures like the wraith of crows, right, or also known as wraith scythes, which are crow-like yeah. semi-humanoid skeletal figures that usually possess a pair of large black wings. Uh, yeah. They use like magical attacks, and like you're right. saying, they show up as enemies in the game. Yeah, a lot. A lot got, again, it's kind of like just a humanoid, like you said, it's like a humanoid skeleton with crow features, which is kind of weird. They're like 
you know, claws for feet, claws for hands type of thing, more than like fingers and stuff like that. They get the beak and stuff, but the rest of them, it's just, you know, it's upright. It's not a bird body. Yeah. Rob in chat says, I hate these guys in Harrow Storms. They always want to Oh, yeah. They're, yes. They're Harrow Storm things with that blasted AOE that just follows you around, too, is pretty rough. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. That's, yeah, the worst. yeah, that's usually governed by them, if I remember correctly. Yep. Right. So any other thoughts on crows? I, I personally hope they make their way into a mainline game that hopefully. Yeah, I was going to say they're, not, they're really an Elder Scrolls online specific type of thing more than anything else. Um, other yeah. than just like it's got the it definitely fits with the nocturnal vibe. Um, yes. Yes. And so, crows crows go with the whole spooky kind of. Uh, yeah. I don't know uh, that that whole thing i mean blackbirds in general uh right. you think of like yeah. um oh the poet uh edgar Allan Poe. Poe. like yeah. you've got that kind of like victorian kind of quality to crows yep. and all of that so yeah i dude I, I i we've talked about this stuff all the time the creepiest the creepier the better and i hope we get some really cool like nocturnal i could see them doing something pretty creepy with them because again they don't need to like the jovial thing is fine too but that there's there's multiple directions they can go with it it's not like it's kind of like oh yeah it's got to be jokey and that's one of the things elder scrolls i think does pretty well it's a, a mix of oh isn't that quirky and also wow that's absolutely horrific the following like <laughs> right right it's a little bit of both <laughs> right all right so we're going to move on to our second one for this episode this one is Okay, so we have to go back to Battlespire. We're going back in time to the early games where we get these really kind of generic enemies. This one is called the Daedra Count. I'm going to put this up on the screen. Uh, Lotus, you've played Battlespire. How do you feel sure. about this guy? Look, oh man, look at his little animation with his little sure. wagon tail, and he's like he's like goat legs, but and then he's just got this like handsome face. What what's going on with this guy? Yeah, so he he really is just kind of like this generic. Uh, sort of, I don't know, for lack of, it kind of filled the quotient of being here is your weird underworld Daedra demon thing because they weren't quite so fleshed out. So it was just like, here's a demon-y type enemy. Mm -hmm. um, like a little that, mini boss kind of yeah, type that, of character. That little like pseudo 3D gif is really funny. Uh, <laughs> yep. But yeah, the, the, they also are really sophisticated which is really funny um when they speak in battlespire we had joked the, like some of the, like the the goofy aspects they straight up have like super fancy like condescending british monocle accent thing going on which uh -huh. is even funnier when they're like threatening to like beat you to death or Oddly, they make passes at you quite frequently. Uh, Battlespire is a weird game. Battlespire is uh, a little too sexy for its own good. Battlespire is a lot too sexy we're for gonna, its own good. We're going to reference that in another a little bit uh, towards the end yeah, of the show. <laughs> it's going to get way more weird. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is um, these things kind of just seemed like a generic base for some of the other creatures that became um, the Dramora. Honestly seem like they kind of phase these almost out entirely right like that was a more um, fleshed out like okay this is actually a race of daedric people and there's more to them whereas this is like well they, we've got a count and then like there's another one a daedric lord and it's basically it, the same model with horns coming out of its head real big. correct it's, um, it's like they were just making up these generic enemies because they didn't really have 
the lore there yet to establish yeah, stuff. It, it was still kind of like getting its footing and they kind of just morph and combine into the Dramora, I felt. Um, because again, this is the only game we see them from. They kind of just phase them away. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a weird little hybrid between a whole bunch of other stuff that the series, I feel like, morph them into rather than keeping these weird things around right so the uesp says it has a very short little snippet on this <laughs> sure does it says a daedric count is a formidable highly intelligent daedric foe they can cast a variety of spells but also are proficient in close quarters combat if spoken to some have been known to offer up some useful information but most will likely attack is that yeah. par for the course? With this? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I had very poor speaking skills, uh, so they didn't really like me for very long. Um, ironically, though, the Lord version um, is around a little more than the Count version of yeah. the generic. But it's kind of funny because what I was saying about them kind of still stands where it's just like they, they almost seem like just a, an offshoot of sort of what like some of the other stuff is and it, it, they just it seems so, almost like a relic of the past before they fleshed out the dramora or the zivili or all these other subcultures within like daedric humanoid things right and right. yeah so they just kind of yeah the daedric, the daedric lord here I've, I've got that up on screen too you can see just the slight difference as just i go between these two just with a horned helmet it's just a slightly different coloration on the armor yeah. And then big old horns. And I don't even know if that's a helmet. I think they just come oh, out of yeah, the head. No, I think those are, yep. No, but I think those are just coming out of his, yeah, those are almost as, they're almost as long as his arms. <laughs> and yeah, that's it. Yeah. And so we can discuss the Daedric Lord here as well, because it's kind of an offshoot of this one. Um, it's a greater Daedric being who maintains great power and hierarchy over oblivion, matched only by the Demi Princes and exceeded only by the Daedric Princes. So this guy's like a high ranking yeah horned guy tertiary <laughs> tier of importance in the daedric hierarchy yeah the powers of the daedric lords are varied in scope with some embodying their own individual spheres and others being servants of the daedric princes who help maintain subspheres some of the more powerful lords also rule over their own realms and demi-planes uh, daedric lords are one of the most powerful daedra to be commonly seen in tamriel <laughs> I don't know where else we see them very often. There's, That's why they're so rare to show up. They don't seem show up very often and are to be feared by all of the most experienced adventurers. They are known to be powerful fighters and spellcasters and can only be harmed by mithril or better weapons. Yes. Thank you, classic, old games. Classic mithril, which is not even in the series anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, right. They are referenced in ESO, though. They're, yes. They do show up in Daggerfall and Battlespire. But they yeah. are they are still referenced as a type of creature, at least. Right. Um, I can't remember a time that we encounter them, though. I actually don't remember that in ESO either. Granted, I've done how many thousands of quests, but I don't specifically remember a Daedric Lord. Um, so if you, if you can remember the quest that that came from, feel free to... That one's not jumping out at me. Uh, in regards yeah. to Battlespire, though, um, these are one of the creatures I remember toward the end of the game where is it, it just goes completely wild because um, spells aren't really cast. Well, there's a lot of things wrong with the combat of Battlespire, but there there is a point during my playthrough where I opened one of the doors and turned a corner, 
And it was just like somebody took a machine gun of spells and it was just like, (laughs) and it was just like my entire top bar just filled with status effects because it hit me with like 45 spells. And I dove around the corner and it kept doing it and it blew itself up because self-infliction damage was a thing. Wow. And it just had so much. So it was just like it had no governing attribute. So it was just very, very amusing. And actually, Rob mentions two things, one of which it i yeah ha- hollowjack is like if we consider daedric lord a title and okay. there's variations on this then then hollowjack is actually a type of daedric lord because it, it well, does the function hollowjack was a demi prince well it's it, well, it says here hollowjack a pumpkin specter is the daedra lord of mortal fears who rules over the demi plane okay. so he rules over a demi plane so maybe he's a a lord who's also a prince or something uh, okay it seems like I, one I of those see. like okay. in between labels. and actually things. lord warden's a good point that i think yeah the lord warden thing's a good call out rob because i think you might be right um yeah, there's a few yeah. others that show up. Uh, Sumir Jabrin was a Daedric Lord who served under Mehrunes Dagon and Molag Ball for a time. So some of them have specific names and they, they seem to show up in different places. Um, yeah. yeah. And the only reason, um, actually, just for clarification, I thought Lord and Demi Prince were synonymous, Rob. Um, well, since Lord, since the Daedric Lords are listed under the Demi Princes, that's why I assumed that they were referring to them differently. But I'm thinking of the I think you're right, Tom. I think it's the like the demi plane that I was thinking of for hollow Jack. I don't know. Maybe really Maybe. hierarchical, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I so, well, we, yeah. we actually didn't prep to talk about Daedric Lord. I just kind of threw this in there while we were going on. Well, about it was kind the of count. funny. You threw that so. in there and it's like, yeah, but it's, it's why the Lord Warden's a good poll. Um, because mm-hmm. I, I think you might be right on that one. And I thought hollow Jack was as a, a demi prince, but it's listed as, you know, Daedric. Well, there you go. It There's, feels the more I look at this, it feels like it's more of a label and less of a like a species. Yeah, so, for example, right. Zivilai Moath is the leader of the Zivilai clans that serve both under Mehrunes Dagon and Molag Bal for a time. Correct. Mehrunes Dagon considers him his adoptive son. But according to this arg- article, he's also a Daedra lord so right. even though he's a zivili so zivili would be the species daedra lord right. would be the title i guess or would, the role yep. it plays so yeah yeah it's that, it, that could make sense because it's you not a encounter clean, yeah um in battlespire uh zivili moath as well as a few others um you encounter several of his like generals and and spoilers for battlespire the idea is to try to get them to kind of work against each other so that you can move on <laughs> um so yeah that that's that you might be right because they're referred to as generals in the game as well mm-hmm. so i think you might mm-hmm. be right it might just be more of a title specifically yeah it's, so, it's yeah, hard to tell point. so yes and no <laughs> yeah so yes and no I mean, it's hard to tell like like hollowjack and uh, zivili and a number of these other things all appear very different from each other and they all like a civilite is, is is its own type of creature right right um so is it a title is it a lord it's a little bit in the middle there so i guess we'll have to yeah. find out um yeah so lord civilized notably different from normal civilized says rob right it, it's it seems very exactly. complex we'll, have so, to, yeah. we'll dig into this a little bit more maybe we'll come back around to yeah, it yeah i was gonna a, say that, a little that bit was actually an interesting this. little tangent on something that's kind of lost to the series but it's still there <laughs> yeah yeah, it's so, a, little, a little bit weird. I like that. So if you have any deep insight, let us know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. We're going to go thank our patrons and then we will be back to talk about Titans and Dark Seducers. So don't yeah. go anywhere. 
All right, so everybody knows how VPN services and ExpressVPN can protect your privacy and security online, right? But did you know that there are some secret hidden benefits to using ExpressVPN, like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries? So if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching shows on Netflix, for example. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office or Parasite from South Korean Netflix. Over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you wanna access hundreds of new shows, Use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash scrolls lore, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash scrolls lore. Expressvpn.com slash scrolls lore to learn more. This is Hamish Morak, Dragonborn, and you are educating yourself. To the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. All right, this is the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons, the the people who make this possible. Well, everybody makes it possible. Thank you to everybody for listening. These are people who have decided to help support us financially, and we are extremely, extremely thankful for that. Let's shout out our newest patrons, including Sean M. Grug O. Uh, Morgan, Jamie H, Theodore O, uh, Tenson Star, and Angelo C. Welcome to the Patreon. Thank you for supporting us. I'm so glad that you are here. And we get to shout out our Daedric Princes, Jacob C, Kira C, or G- Jacob K, Kira C, and Noodle Al Dente. Thank you for your support as well. They are our Tier 5 patrons, and they get shout outs every week. So if you are in your car, driving to work or at work, and you would rather be listening to this show than doing your work or you know, <laughs> watching your grandmother's cat while she's mowing the yard. I don't know why that popped oddly in my head. Oddly specific again. We've gone back to the oddly specific <laughs> scenarios. Then, uh, then, then please consider checking out patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast for all the different things you can get, like ad-free episodes and all sorts of things, t-shirts and stickers and all sorts of stuff. Go check that out. Thank you again for everybody who supports us. Also, if you'd like to help us out with a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it out on a future episode of the show so you can get your words on the show that way. And it helps us out. So that's a way to do it. Also, you can rate us on Spotify. You can leave funny comments. I've been getting all sorts of wonderful and sometimes very strange things that show up in those. So thank you for doing that as well. And just in general, thank you for being here. We don't have any new reviews to read out this time, but we really do appreciate it. Um, Also, a note for our patrons. If you are one of our tier four or tier five patrons, then at the end of every month, we have a patron chat. I will be out of town this month, but Lotus is going to try to rally the troops and do a conversation and record it. And so that episode might end up a little bit late to be published on, on for everybody to listen to, but it should be 
about the same time Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for Lotus and the patrons. Unless yeah. unless you talk with all the patrons and you find a different time or schedule things differently. Yeah, we'll figure something out with everybody. Yeah. So if you are one of our patrons, make sure you're tuning into the Patreon channel. Lotus is going to post some stuff. You guys can decide a topic. And and I just may not be there this week because I will be away on vacation. So I hope you all have a fun time. And uh, thanks for thanks for taking care of that, Lotus. All right. Let's move on with the rest of the show. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, dear child of cities. That is why the Night Mother loves you. Lotus, you ready to talk about uh, Titans? Yeah. Yeah, the football team, right? The football team, the Titans, are in yeah. Tamriel. The Tamriel Titans. Yes. <laughs> Tamriel Titans. Perfect. It's my favorite football team. <laughs> Man, that would no. be awesome to watch a bunch of, like, wizards and Daedra and stuff try to play football against each other. Okay, so before we jump into Titans, but Titan-related, the, the creature that we're about to talk about, not, not the football team that mm-hmm. has had some weird seasons Um, (laughs) in gorm or gorn the new dungeon uh the new one of the new public dungeons in necrom at the end there is a daedric titan fight off it's it's like wait fight off like between titans like more than one titan yeah so they're in the center like they're in the center of like a town square just wailing on each other calling in troops that's awesome mess it up and kill all of them it starts summoning all these daedric portals to come in and it turns into a public event and it's really fun oh that's great i haven't i haven't done that yet it's really awesome it's actually one of the coolest like aesthetic things in a public dungeon that i've seen so i i definitely recommend it it's, it's really cool because they actually they don't do a lot of damage to each other until you get involved but they are just like wailing on each other in the public dungeon whittling each other down i've never sat there long enough to see if one of them eventually just wins uh, maybe like sometimes like, when, when these things are programmed the into games there's some yeah. sort of like limit of like health but yeah so it's spawning in like minions and stuff and they die off but uh yeah it's a pretty it's a pretty cool uh public event that you can do and i believe it's gorn or gorm yeah that, that's one of those locate i think it's gorn is how it's pronounced but uh it's yeah. right outside the main city of necrom right all right so here let's let's dig into the titans the, the titans titans perfect words is hard crushed it <laughs> so Daedric Titans, uh, commonly referred to simply as Titans, are giant winged Daedra that served Molech Ball as war slaves. They were first created in imitation of the dragons of Nern, which is part of why they have the faces and the wings and stuff the way they do. Yeah, they look all dragony and gross. Yeah, yeah. When Bolag's, uh, when Molech Balls, Bolag Malls, when Bolag, when I'm just going to call them Bolag Mall from now on. When Bolag Malls interrogation of holy moly, this is a this is a tough word, Bizikodstrom. I think I nailed that one. I actually think you nailed that. <laughs> Proved fruitless. Uh, after modifying Bizakodstrin's skeleton and substituting his soul for a Daedric vestige, Ball transformed him into the first Titan. So it's like he took apart a dragon and made him his own creature. Basically. Yeah, it, yeah, very much flesh sculptory, which is like, ugh. <laughs> feel, that feels I'm very more like Ball. Dragon. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, with the Lord of, you know, dudes all about you know, corruption and all this stuff and domination, dominating a dragon seems like a pretty heavy ask. So that seemed like uh, probably a, a, a decent 
trophy on the wall for uh, Molag Ball. Right, and a direct Molag insult Ball. to Akatosh. Like, right, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, Daedric Titans are anatomically similar to dragons, although with dark black skin and prehensile frontal limbs. They have the ability to speak a spell of flaming essence drain that can debilitate an opponent with a single word. Similar to the power of the Thum, they are notoriously difficult to kill. Um, they, there's a few different varieties of these as well. We have kind of these regular black looking ones. And then because Molag Ball decided to make something cool, some of the other Daedric Princes wanted some as well. So you end up with like, uh, there's that's the picture right there on the screen is Molag Ball with a bunch of them. But then you have like these fire titans, these like flame titans. You even have one in the Clockwork City that basically is a construct. It's like a mechanical so, titan dragon. Yeah. It, it's weird because like that one is like, so that's one of the saints who's gone crazy in the asylum. Um, and it's, again, it's, it's funny cause it's, it's modeled much more. I mean, obviously it's, it's become robotic over time being in the clockwork city. And then, you know, you end up fighting and killing while well, aiming to kill them in the asylum sanctorum trial, um, where you fight the three imprisoned saints, essentially, and uh, it, it's interesting because, again, similar, it's like a corrupted idea of a dragon type of thing. So you get this weird pseudo like robotic version, even though this one is a Daedric, it's, it's a the whacked out saint. Um, yeah, it, it has a very similar look. Right. Yeah. It's somewhere between that dragon, a strict dragon look, but then more of a Titan. If you right. look at the way and, the body is shaped exactly. and it's called it a clockwork looks, Titan. That's the actual. Right. Name and it's, of it. it's modeled much more after the Daedric Titan than a dragon itself. Like it's it's weird because you think it's like, OK, well, it was originally modeled like the, the creation was modeled off a dragon. But this is like saying, you know, we don't need Coke. We, we have RC Cola at home and RC Cola <laughs> Mom, can, off, like Pepsi. Mom, can we get like, Coke? No, we have we have a we used to get drink a plus cola, which is from Albertsons, which <laughs> I think is still around somewhere. It was one of those chain like not, uh, chain grocery stores. And I know it's in Florida and has been in some other states as well, but it was never very successful or popular. And they had well, their own Albertsons Cola. So it was called A Plus Cola. And my friends, especially the ones I would play in a band with, we'd all go to the, <laughs> my friend's house after school. We'd all jam in our band or write music or practice or whatever for like an hour or two. And then we'd pile in somebody's like crappy car because we we're high school kids with like one of us had a crappy car. And then we would go to albertson's and out front of albertson's there was a, a soda machine and it was a quarter like it was just one quarter they didn't even charge like regular prices it was like super cheap because it was like cheap and it was so bad and we would all drink it and complain about it while hanging out in front of an albertson's we were the dumbest teenagers so he so there you go anyway so saint ohms is the a plus cola is the of, a plus cola or rc cola of dragons yeah there you go there you go yeah yes um Okay, <laughs> so uh, also if you aren't if you're not actually watching this on YouTube, go please help us get to a thousand um, subscribers on the Elder Scrolls YouTube channel because you can see pictures of these up on the screen right right over yeah. there as we're talking Just, about them. You don't have to rely on our vivid description. <laughs> right, right, right. And then oh, and then there's the dragon one. There's this dragon one that is a uh, in Arteum. 
Um, yes. Just kind of like hanging in the middle of one of the big rooms. Yeah, just chilling. Just chilling. Like, just chilling. No, no, no big deal. We, we took out a Daedric Titan. We're just yep. going to put it just up here like a dinosaur bone. So that everybody can remember it. Yep. Yep. All right. <laughs> Any other thoughts on the Titans? Uh, not really. They, they've been around basically since the beginning of the game. Uh, they, it, all the way back to vanilla at launch, uh, there have been some form of Daedric Titans in the game. So these things are kind of a creation because you're battling Molag Ball as the main antagonist. And uh, this, it, right out the gate, he started using these as like sort of a, a defense against you. They'll drop at dark anchors sometimes. You'll get like dread versions of them and stuff like that. But yeah, they're a neat addition to the. It, to the series. Um, I yeah. don't know if they'll ever really expand out past like Elder Scrolls Online specifically. Well, they, um, they have done a lot over the years to kind of refine these and uh, right. use them in other creative ways, which yeah. is and common I mean, dragons, for a lot of this Dragons stuff. are obviously a longstanding thing in the series, but they're usually not at the forefront either. Dragons aren't really like oftentimes they're more talked about than battled against outside Skyrim. Yeah. Um, you got the big skeleton in Battle Spire of the Dead One. You got Narfalarlarla, I guess, from uh, <laughs> bless you from Red. Red <laughs> thank you from Redguard. Like they're not they're not super common. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to our last Adra of this episode, the Dark Seducer. Here, I'm going to read this mm. this intro. These are fun. Please do. They're also known as Mazkin or Seducers or Daedra Seducers. They are a Daedric race who resemble scantily clad humanoids. <laughs> Some uh, Mazkin have humanesque skin tones. And oh man, look at that image. I'm going to save that image for a second. Hold on. I'm jumping over Perfect. to this one yeah, first. I was going to say, there's a we couple have to go back. here. We have to go yeah. back and talk about that one in particular. Uh, some have humanesque skin tones, while others are marked as Daedra by more unusual shades, such as blue, gray, and dark purple. A few also possess large, retractable bat like wings. They have blue and green eyes. They are the spawn of Sheogoreth, and their home is Pinnacle Rock in the Shivering Isles. Pinnacle Rock contains the wellsprings of the Maskin, which serve as, as a beacon to guide the souls of the seducers lost in the void back to the Isles. Details surrounding their chaotic creatia is a mystery, but their wellspring flows with a green liquid fitting of them. Many of the Maskin are notoriously clanless and treacherous, owing allegiances to many dark princes, such as Mehrunes Dagon, Molag Ball. This is the Molag Ball Mehrunes Dagon episode almost. Uh, yeah, it really is. Uh, Meridia and Nocturnal. Male Maskin are notably weaker than their female counterparts. This is particularly interesting. And because of this, Maskin society views all males as inferior. Unlike their counterparts, the Golden Saints, which we'll talk about in a later episode, but we've mentioned them before, uh, yep. dark seducers are generally polite and patient when interacting with mortals. So these are the ones you can actually talk to if you go through like the Shivering Isles and yes. you don't just fight them. Right. So uh, here's this. This is a wonderful uh, animation. This picture is from Daggerfall. And I mean, this. OK, let's describe it. It's a uh, rather normal looking woman. Now, we have to remember these images are like super low resolution. They are so, very pixelated, very pixelated, very low poly. And they're animations from the, the characters in the games. And you have what appears to be a, a succubus kind of character. They're very that's that's what I was going to say. They if you know what a succubus is in in like other 
um fictions and stuff like that very similar vibe to like what you would expect something like that would be right so it starts off and i guess it's hard to tell where the animation starts and starts 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 and stops it starts off as this like scantily clad woman and then she dips down and these wings spawn out of her back and for some reason her clothing disappears or at least so, her top yeah well no, her pants go to uh, uh, like and so she's I, a very low pixelated naked it seems winged like, monster woman it is, seems like her clothes literally become her bat wings oh maybe that's it maybe it's like a bayonetta thing where yeah, like her hair is also her, her clothing yeah, yeah. I, I i that was what i thought the deal was with the the with the dagger fall ones the battle spire ones uh-huh, uh-huh. um are let's really interesting yeah um, so this is a much more clothed woman so yeah she has a top and armor. she has a very yeah she has a very long thong it's like a loincloth thong yeah and with like um, a, a like a she's got like a it looks like a metal bra some yes. sort of weird neck thing and then like full on gloves she and so like she's got a left metal claw gloves a left yeah. shoulder armor piece she has like one a pauldron. pauldron yeah yeah but then no shoes no, no nothing shoes. on her legs at all um no all right so that's basically what they are well that's that's a that's one of the seducers from battle spire um they're they're also ones with wings in battle spire as well uh they they kind of uh, the the winged ones kind of just look like they're wearing little bikinis for the most part um, <laughs> right right and they're usually sideways just the sprite is sideways actually in the picture you put the yeah. sideways where like well. certain body parts are in front of other body parts to kind of give them a little bit of coverage yeah yes um yeah. i'm not entirely sure if it is a glitch or not i never could get a real answer and i've now completed battle spire years ago um but sometimes they're invisible because i think just f you i'm not entirely sure that it's supposed to work like that um they, they but sometimes they just don't show up um but they'll be there until you hit them and then they will like materialize so i can't tell if it's like it was a visual error or not um so the thing that's well whatever this show <laughs> we're not this show uh is you know deals with some weirdly adult topics for a video game but but um, i mean these video games actually especially the older ones have some weirdly I mean, adult top topics it, correct they're all i mean they are rated mature as well so but like yeah you can uh you can totally have sex with one of these in battle spire um it is it is a dialogue option mm. um mm. and it goes okay. to a black screen and you take damage <laughs> um <laughs> And, and the screen just like flashes red a couple times. It's like digital STDs. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Cool. But it, it it's incredibly bizarre. Um, when I found out about it, I literally was like, there's no way. Um, and actually, in one of the rare cases, uh, for anybody who's watched the Battlespire playthrough I have on my YouTube, uh, you'll notice that part of the game is missing because Twitch removed the video <gasps> when I did that. It was too saucy. I, apparently the pixelated nonsense was too saucy. And that part where I was in, I believe it's called the Havoc Wellhead was removed. So I actually, it is the full Battlefire playthrough sans like 20 minutes because they wow. just deleted that VOD on me. And I was like, wow. huh, all right. Well, pixelation too far. But That's... yes, also the Battlespire cover, which I actually absolutely love the art 
to yeah. the cover of Battlespire. It's one of my favorite covers to a thing is a dark seducer holding a daedric crescent as well right. and we talked about this on one of the previous episodes yes too. um but with the like the light behind it the green light and it's then it's so, coming through the wings a little bit it's so eerie because yeah the yeah. wings are so thin they're like you transparent can see the light going through yeah 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 I, I like that and like that is some really cool imagery and the idea of like a succubus is is a very common kind of trope especially in modern fantasy yep. um but comes from a you know actual mythological origins now the more recent version so this is this on the screen right here is one of the early like art like i don't know concept art that's the word concept oh wow yeah that's, yep. which is pretty cool it's a you know scantily clad woman yeah, with the some, pen and ink thing like uh, very, very long claws and a dagger right. and it's then very pen and ink the way that um a lot of michael kirkbride stuff from morrowind looks yeah yeah, and then look at the concept art there. If we look at the ones from uh, like the Shivering Isles, the the Oblivion expansion, they they have the typical Oblivion weird face thing going on. Yeah, well, uh, that's a thing. Yeah, but they are a Potato little bit face. more armored. They also have this is like the beginning of the the helms, like the big helmet yes. that they're wearing, along and with actually having two pauldrons, gloves, uh, other weapons and shields, and other things that they're right. carrying. It's actually still bikini wearing armor. It's still but, bikini armor, but they actually have boots and some other objects they're wearing and um this is also where their skin tone starts to tilt from being just human skin color to right. like weird bluish and it's just going to kind of keep going in that direction as the series goes on with right the variants right. right and and we were talking earlier about how the the female ones are more powerful than the male ones the male one yep. here on the screen also scantily clad oh yeah uh, no it's it's equal opportunity scantilous yeah yeah no shirts but long pants so less no. up top but more on the bottom which Okay, uh, sure. But otherwise, similar armor styles and types. Yeah, very similar style. And then just... we end up with uh, ESO. And ESO, the helmets actually completely obscure the eyes. They come down yes. in front of the face. It's and, like a visor. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something that also feels way more recent. I think in the last 10 years, I can think about a number of different uh, fantasy shows or games or stories or whatever where like the eyes are occluded for some reason because yep. partly because it's creepy but sure you know i i don't know like um what this what's the game i'm trying to think of there's an fps game where like all the models don't you like you don't see eyes on their faces it's like almost like they're all in helmets without eyes um but this this to me feels like another one of those like tropes that's more of like a current design kind of thing so yep. we've got the female and the male one. Uh, these now actually have what appear to be way more armor. The female model still is very, it's very low cut armor, but most of the rest of the body is covered. Yeah, it's not so midriffy. <laughs> yeah. Which is which seems like you'd want to protect those organs if you're going into combat, but... Uh, yeah, I, well, but you know, fantasy, fantasy I games. I mean, well, Seducer is also in the name, so I assume to, dig, to a degree there is some attempt at seduction as well um i suppose so I, but, but couldn't but yeah, you just combat, wear armor and then just take it off if you want to be seductive? Well, i was gonna say maybe maybe these ones are always battle ready <laughs> yeah i guess so. so i guess so so we got the female one and the male one the male one is way more armored up like almost regular armor setup yeah um and very much less seducery much more battley and then uh let's see i've got this other this one is cool from legends the uh, seducer dark fire with like this flame whip 
yeah i think that her. i mean all the artwork pretty much in legends is amazing but yeah that specifically is very cool yeah so there's some other evolutions uh blades has its own version which is very similar to the oblivion one without the weird oblivion yep. faces um, right and then of course there's legends and there's a few other variations and things but um that's that's most of what i have to say i mean there's there's storylines and connections to other things about the daedra they work for and the other events and when they get pulled into sure. tamriel yeah. and all of that stuff but that's, right there's that's lots of tie-ins but i mean we don't we we don't go through all the stories related to everything that's why you play the games but um right. you know what one of the seducers in Battlespire is the concubine of mirun's dagon for example it's like okay sure sure so it's like they're they're why not? Uh, <laughs> Wasn't Vivek or was that Molek Ball? <laughs> was uh, both. Both, maybe. Yeah, both just at get one point. Involved. It's fine. I think you're right. I think it was both. Now that we yeah, think back to just it. Get it. I was going to say, just get it. It's fine. It's Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but there you go. That's that's the uh, the Dark Seducers. And yep. that's going to do and it their for their evolution. For, and their evolution. That's going to do it for our Four Daedra this week. And. Uh, Stay tuned for next week because who knows? Maybe Lotus is going to do a fun little solo episode or with, with a special guest. I'll be gone for slightly over yeah. a week. So I'll see what I can do about coming up with a schedule. little emergency episode if I can get some time. Yeah, we'll see how it is. Hopefully, we can get some stuff out. If not, we apologize. But yeah, we you know. may have a week off. If I can prevent it, I will attempt to prevent us from having a missing week. Yeah. So that's how things are going to go sometimes. Um, Lotus, do yeah. you have anything else you want to share before we head out? Um, no, not too much. You got another episode of Tales actually launched earlier today, just because, uh, again, we had uh, that pre-show. We had some internet issues uh, with me that seemed to hopefully have corrected for the most part. Uh, they, those were totally way worse when we were recording Tales. Um, so Ark had a bit extra editing to try to do to keep everything in line, because he's much better at that than I am. Um, so we got the episode out today. But uh, no, other than that, it's just kind of uh, same old stuff as usual. Excited to uh, get some game time, hopefully. Yeah. And of course, you know, the community freaking out about different things that yes, may or may not actually make it into the actual game and all of yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is what PTS is for. When right. you When you yeah. see stuff it is good to voice your opinion and i didn't actually even understand what the thing was at first um and it, it still could be assuaged entirely but there are a couple potential concerns if this stuff goes through the pts to the live server that hold a little more merit than what i thought um which i think might be knowing how zoss usually does stuff i feel like it might be more oversight on why it's a bad idea in some ways mm -hmm. um yeah. than like aha this is like they're not intentionally uh, trying to do something bad they're, they're... well a, a couple of them would basically the endeavor system would be kind of in certain situations potentially locked behind the paywall of needing dlc right which is a little weird because that's never been a thing right because because um, it became more specific but because they became more specific yeah, yeah. but again the, the idea is usually that they have a whole bunch of different things you can do to cover all the different portions of the game unfortunately something i'm not super well versed on because i don't ever pay attention to those um <laughs> right I, it's just yeah. a part of the game that i don't care about because it all leads to cosmetic stuff and i know people love that stuff um so hopefully it gets balanced out for people uh, to make them happy. I just uh, I just recently bought something with them because somebody made me aware of how many I had from never spending. <laughs> oh, by the way, you can yeah. buy something awesome right now. Oh, cool, right. thanks. I that's like me. That's like me. And I mean, I, the Endeavor system, I usually don't purposely go check out, but even yep. just uh, achievements. I'm just like, we've talked about this before. It's like an achievement pops up and I'm like, oh, that's nice. 
Cool. Yes. Cool, yeah. an achievement. Whereas I'm out there like, what can I do for this achievement? Totally different play styles. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. but I always like to have as many people get to have something fun out of their game as long as you're not messing up other stuff for people. So, you know, hopefully this gets balanced out. No Langer or Frog does mention. Um, again, it's, it is on PTS and they're testing the Undaunted event at the same time, which could explain why it's so specific to certain dungeons. There's a lot of variables, but if you don't like it, let's us know. This is... They tell you all the time that let them know when something doesn't work the way you want. Like that's kind of their thing. So yeah. Yeah. So go check out that episode. There's more discussion about that. And of course, Tales of Tamriel is always keeping everybody up to date with all the latest yep. discussions try to, try to and cover as community much stuff. Much of the news and, as we can. Yep. Yep. So go check that out. Robotsradio.net if you want links for all of the different shows that I do that Lotus does. And uh, thanks for being here, everybody. And chat, thank you for being here as well. I, it'll be a few weeks, but I will be back and you will be in capable hands. I trust, I trust Lotus with my podcast. Hello. I was going to say life, but I'm not... Going to potentially well, that and die. you're really far away. I was going to say, <laughs> if you started choking, I don't think I could reach you in time. Um, it's true. <laughs> but, and I mean, hey, what's the worst that could happen? The last time I hosted the Patreon chat by myself because you didn't feel well, it was the longest episode of the <laughs> podcast you ever had. I'm going to come back to like, so I did a, I did these two episodes. It's like five hours of content. Is that cool? <laughs> You good with that? Also, good luck. Good luck editing. I was gonna say. So uh, I tried to help you out. I edited the first ten minutes. The last four hours and fifty minutes are on you, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, well, thanks. But, thanks a lot, yeah, buddy. Enjoy your trip, though. I was gonna say, and uh, things won't be on fire when you get here. All right. Good deal. All right, everybody. <laughs> Have a wonderful night. Stay safe out there, and look out for dark seducers or titans or daedric lords. Or crows. Crows are fun, but they might eat your eyeballs. All right. Yep. <laughs> See you next time. Or not. Bye, everybody. <laughs> See you later. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms Come join us. We'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after. Either way, just come hang out with us. And if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the Robots Radio Network, go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network, including the Robots Radio Rocket Club, where I help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows, build their audiences, and create the best podcast they possibly can. All of that at robotsradio.net. We'll see you next time.